0: This podcast is made possible by your listener support and members of the Ralph Lowell Society. These most generous annual contributors lead the way in sustaining WGBH as a public media resource, available and free to all. WGBH.org slash Ralph Lowell.
1: Here's another performance from WCRB in Boston. I'm Alan McClellan. There have been lots of memorable moments in our Fraser Performance Studio over the past few years, too many to count. But one that stands out for me is Sergei Shepkin's performance of a piece of program music by Bach. By program music, I mean music that tells a story. Bach didn't write very many pieces like that, so this one is really special. The Capriccio on the Departure of His Most Beloved Brother. Sergei Shepkin was here in the studio as Kathy Fuller's guest with a studio audience at a special evening celebrating Bach's birthday in 2013. And what I remember about this is not just his stellar performance of this piece, but the way he was able to guide us through it before he played. Here's Sergei.
0: Bach supposedly wrote it on the departure of his older brother, Johann Jakob, mm-hmm. who was three years older, who uh, had volunteered uh, as an oboe player into the band of the King of Sweden, Charles the Twelfth.
2: He was joining the army as an oboe player.
0: Yes. And um, this... The piece was supposedly written to send him off.
2: Well, let's follow the plot. So it's in six movements.
0: It's in six movements. And also, I should say that uh, in 1704, when this piece was composed, uh, uh, Bach already knew the biblical sonatas of Johann Kuhnau. Incidentally, uh, Kunau died in 1722, and Bach was the next, uh, well, actually his successor as the cantor of uh, the Church of St. Thomas in Leipzig. So
2: these biblical sonatas were also programmatic? Programmatic, obviously.
0: yes. There are six of them, and uh, each of them is in several movements, uh, I think ranging from, say, three to eight. And uh, each of them uh, is um, a musical representation. Actually, that's the exact title. Musical representations of several biblical Stories.
2: That's an important point. We tend to think that everything began with Bach, but he didn't have every single original idea in the world.
0: And and at that point, I think he probably fashioned himself as a bit of a modern composer. You Uh know, it's uh, we uh, actually, it's only in the later years that he went against every trend of his time <laughs> and was the great conservative, uh-huh. so to speak, right. and uh, dismissed the music by his own sons as badinage.
2: Badinage. Okay, well then, so how does this begin? So we're gathered together, these are friends gathered together? Yes,
0: right? well the friends gathered together and uh, they uh, indulge in cajoling the uh, brother, uh, Johann Jakob, uh, so that he might abandoned the idea. So of they
2: try to talk, him, to out they of talk it. him
0: out of it. That's right.
2: How so does he show that on the in musically?
0: Well uh, it is a great example of a sad piece in a major key. Yeah. <laughs> hear these entreating passages. Yes, Mm -hmm. please, Mm -hmm. don't go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that's the first movement. The second movement is, according to Bach, is the representation of various accidents that may befall the young man <laughs> while abroad.
2: It's like what mothers say to children. Don't you realize what might happen? So how does he show that?
0: Uh, it is in a minor key. The tempo is faster and it is uh, a little fugue of sorts. So uh, perhaps accidents build up on top of one uh, one another. I so see. yeah. Uh, does it, he
2: moves into the wrong key? He uh, moves into the wrong
0: keys and it's also uh, as far as um, music history is concerned. There was a precedent much earlier in a work by Johann Jakob Froberger, who lived in the middle of the 17th century, who depicted his crossing the Rhine in 26 accidents.
2: (laughs) That's great. Can you show one of the accidents, actually? Actually,
0: not only there are accidents, there are also a lot of accidentals.
2: It's stern.
0: It's stern, that's yes. right, yeah.
2: So third movement?
0: Third movement uh, is a general lamentation of France.
2: So they're all together, they're beginning to accept the fact.
0: Uh, no, they're, they're not Not yet, not yet. No, they're they're n- no. They're just crying. They're just <laughs> crying, they're weeping. And, you know, and uh, Bach, perhaps with a very slight touch of irony, employs all the uh, v- paraphernalia of the pathetico, the pathetic musical language of the time. First he puts it in a very dark key, uh, F minor, which was not frequently used. Oh. And must have sounded very exotic on uh, any of these instruments, actually uh, probably on those two uh, that are not in uh, equal temperament. Equal temperament, right. so
2: they're tuned in such a way that F minor would sound particularly well, let's, awful. Well,
0: well, let's try perhaps. Oh, yeah.
2: Sounds out of tune. tragic
0: that's right so of course uh, you can't quite get the same flavor sorry it's a wrong wrong pitch Uh, let me transpose to the same pitch (laughs) (laughs) but of course you know this is this is an e minor you know it A equals 415 hertz, but this is that A equals 440, which is box key on paper. Yeah, so this is, in fact, a a real lament. It is a passacalia, meaning that it is a set of variations on an unchanging theme in the bass, the bass. Keeps, that's right. keeps descending in that's that right. sad so, lament. Mm-hmm.
2: Undeniably and,
0: sad. That's right. And it, it co- could also be completely chromatic, too. So there are 12 variations on this bass. Right. And um, now, also, uh, speaking of the pathetic vocabulary, there are also uh, falling seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so called size. Size. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm sure his brother would get the point.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, as uh, would all of the contemporaries who were well versed with uh, the vocabulary of the era. Actually, so you know, you, you see, you can even find this mm, this kind of language in Beethoven. Very much so, in fact. You know, the Pathetic Sonata. Yep. employs much of the same. Right. So um, so where can
2: you go after such a, a, a festival of crying? Uh,
0: then you see uh, the ha- uh, the friends know that there's nothing to be done, so they just throw in the towel. <laughs> and uh, that's, that throwing in the towel is actually musically quite well uh, represented. <laughs> ¶¶ a little bit of a of fugal writing here and each of the friend uh, of the friends probably appears from a different corner of that room and they're all uh, running toward the uh, toward young ja- Johann Jakob and uh, perhaps embracing him at, you know, and the, you know they bid him farewell <laughs> so, this motif is going to be uh, reproduced in all the voices Sometimes in inversion. See, because you know it's semi-coming from a different corner of the room. <laughs> and so on. So um, then the next movement and the following movement, the last two movements, are really the sending off. And uh, we don't know if uh, he was really sent off by the postal coach because it was a very expensive way of traveling. The postal coach? Uh, the po- th- that's right, the post coach. The so post, coach the, the post, the post coach. coach. the mail coach. The th- mail that's coach. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, both the fifth and sixth movements um, have the sound of the post horn in them. And it's represented by a very simple descending octave mo- motive. So uh, the fifth movement is called the Aria of the Postilion. And the postilion is uh, the guy who rides on one of the uh, horses in front of the postal coach and uh, sounds his horn so that uh, everybody would get out of the way because post coaches ran on a very tight schedule. So it was very important to deliver the mail and whoever happens to and ride in that, in, in that carriage, and, and <laughs> Johan, that's right. You know, it's interesting that uh, the Swedish army was at that point not in Sweden but in Poland. Oh, so the journey probably would have been—you know—he didn't uh, have to cross the, the Baltic in twenty-six or more accidents. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, so. Uh, so we get the coach. So we get. So that's the area of Great. the, the postillion, And then the final movement is a fugue. Of course. Of, of course, a, a real, real fugue, um, which is a bit of a tour de force because it's written essentially in just two keys, the tonic and the dominant, with one sole modulation into the key of D minor. Why D minor? Mm, you know, if you remember... Uh, some of the great works that are associated uh, that were written in the key of D minor for example the Mozart Requiem or the first concerto by Brahms uh, or Beethoven's Ninth uh, you know that was the key associated with death, death. and uh, so death is lurking in the background you know so uh, but by and large it's a very cheerful piece and there is a happy ending you know we hope that everything is going to out well. Does everything turn out well? Oh yeah. yeah. He's okay? He's okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, he, well, he uh, f- joined the army, he uh, participated in several battles in, as a band player. As a band as player. As a band player. And then lived uh, in Constantinople for about nine years, studying oh. flute with uh, Buffardin, who was a very famous French flutist, oh. and then retired to Stockholm. Unfortunately, he only lived to be 40. But uh, but he wasn't killed in the battle. Wow. Anyway, so uh, to illustrate uh, that it is actually a military piece, the Prince, w- the theme of the f- of the fugue is a uh, fanfare. Mm-hmm. And uh, the counter subject introdu- reintroduces the postal horn.
2: Thank you for that tour. This is Sergei Shepkin, and this is the Capriccio on the departure of his most beloved brother, BWV 992.
1: Shepkin with an audience of WCRB supporters in our Fraser Performance Studio. He played Bach's Capriccio on the departure of his most beloved brother, after describing every moment in the piece in conversation with WCRB's Kathy Fuller. That's it for this week. Our thanks to engineer Antonio Oliart-Rose for today's recording. We're on Twitter or Facebook. Just look for WCRB and check out our website, classicalwcrb.org. I'm Alan McClellan. Thanks for listening.